Welcome back to Hitch Route. We just dropped our week two reactions episode, and now we're recording our week three predictions. Rob, I'm going to be straight. I feel like this is going to be a more boring week than last week. Yeah, more, more boring week simply because it's kind of hard to top exactly what we just witnessed in NFL week two. Um, outside of Monday night's blowouts, which were kind of disappointing, um, and which actually only made the uh, 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 staggered start time for both games that much more stomachable, which for the record, NFL, I love the experimentation. I love the uh, willingness to try new things, but uh, come on, guys. <laughs> it's <laughs> I have enough OCD on Sunday trying to like hop back and forth between different games, but like at least on Sunday, I get it, you know? Don't do it to us on Monday. I mean, you know. Nothing better than just sitting back and and just getting into a game on Monday night. You know that don't be bombarding us with extra content that we can't absorb. I mean, there's got they have to be able to do something about the fact that there are two Monday games. That's just a weird day to try and watch two games of football. But we are not the powers that be in determining the schedule, so it is what it is. Yeah, or at the very least. At the very least, don't don't like you know televise them simultaneously, right? You know, have one at five thirty, have one at eight thirty. You know, that way, you know, there's there's you know some time to 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 you know digest both of them while while not having to split your attention among both. But like, I get it. You know, people people have apparently people have lives, Alex. It's, 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 it's really quite amazing to me that, you know, some people are out here with like, you know, families and, and, and like, you know, they have to like work late and it's just amazing, you know, that, that like, this is a thing that like people in our society like have to do. They, they have other things besides football that require their time. I don't believe it. I think every single person on this planet only exists for the sake of, of sitting in NFL stadiums and turning on Prime Video when it's Thursday night. I think that's what the entirety of American society is built upon. But if for some reason, Americans think that they are a little more available to watch television after 7 p.m., so be it. Mm. I, I guess it's just the society we live in and we have to come to terms with it. Unfortunate. Very unfortunate. Indeed. Speaking of unfortunate... Thursday night football, Steelers versus Browns. Oh my gosh. Um, this is a game that, uh, yeah, I'm not going to watch this one. And that's coming from a gentleman who is in the division of both of those teams. Yeah, I'm not watching this. I still think the Browns win, though, just because they're less awful. Yeah, I mean, like, that's what this one's going to come down to, you know? Like, who is less awful? That's that's what we're going to be treated to as a nation on Thursday night. Which of these teams is less unwatchably bad than the other one on this night? Whoever so shall be will be crowned the winner of this week's Thursday night football matchup, courtesy of Prime Video. So yes, if you're asking me to get excited about Mitch Trubisky versus Jacoby Brissett, I'm sorry. But even if it were two teams which I did not despise for obvious intradivision, intradivisional reasons, excuse me, even if that were not the case, I would have 
little to no interest in actually subjecting my eyeballs to this disaster. But it, it appears that that's exactly what I'm going to have to do from King because the game's going to start and like, I, I'm going to have to watch. I, I'm going to have to be present so that I can just make memes about it later. The best part is that it airs quite late at night, so you are in fact available to watch it. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed, indeed. Because in our society, as long as as long as it's late at night, football games can be televised. Moving on, Saints and Panthers. I have the Saints here. Yeah, yeah. It appears we both have the Saints, and uh, I don't know, man. Jameis Winston, he. Uh, he was kind of slinging it all over the yard last week with uh, with nair a care for where exactly the ball landed and uh, into whose hands the ball landed more specifically. Uh, whether it be a set of hands wearing his jersey color or a set of hands wearing the opponent's. I was reading an article before this recording about adjustments that every team should make. And the adjustment that was offered to the New Orleans Saints was Get a better offensive line. Gee, <laughs> what a wonderful idea. Let's not let the QB get sacked 10 times. Truly miraculous thinking there. Discard your offensive line and draw five more cards. Pretty much. I just don't think that the Panthers will be able to do much, even against that bad offensive line, to pressure it. And... Uh, I have to have faith more in the Saints organization, given what the Panthers have shown thus far. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is very much an organizational call, I feel like. I mean, you know, the Panthers the Panthers' defense was supposed to be feistier. Not going to lie, I'm kind of disappointed with the way things have turned out so far. But, like, you know, the Saints are, the Saints are pretty pissed off about what happened last weekend. And I think they're going to be out for blood this time. Um, you know, cursed be the, be the uh, division rival who has to face the division rival coming off of a brutal in-division loss. We should write that one down. And so, New Orleans Saints all the way. Moving on to Texans at Bears. Another beautiful football watch. Yeah, as a Bears fan, I would advise people who like their eyes to not watch this game. (laughs) If you like, if you like your vision the way it is, don't don't jeopardize that by turning on this game. Because there's a non-zero possibility that you will like to rip out your eyeballs by the end of it. Yes, or at the very least, they will suffer so much damage in the process that a specialist may actually recommend that course of action. Indeed, they might. Um, you actually have my Bears winning this game, and. I just, I don't think I'm willing to give that. I, I maybe, this way I guess I win either way. Either I was predicting the Texans correctly or my team wins, but I just genuinely think that the Texans are due for a win at this point. And the Bears already yeah. got their miraculous game against the 49ers week one. Yeah, and like, it's interesting hearing you say that, you know, hearing you be less convicted in your team than than I am you know, in them. But, but at the same time, you know, I, I, they show me flashes, man. I mean, they, they showed me plenty of flashes on Sunday night in green Bay. And like, again, you and I are both of the uh, consensus that green Bay is not nearly the team. And I repeat, not nearly 
the team that the nation makes them out to be. Um, but at the same time, like their offense has some juice. I mean, I've, I've, I've seen Khalil Herbert. I've seen David Montgomery. I've seen Justin Fields all make plays. I've seen them all make, make, make pretty, pretty nice chunk plays in both the run game and the passing game. There is some juice. There is some juice. I just think it's more that, uh, I think it's just kind of the thing that the Texans are due for a win, and I think that there's less juice overall, but uh, they've been playing feisty. Uh, they mm-hmm. tied the Colts, then again, Colts might be garbage, and uh, they held the the Broncos, who might be garbage now, in check, um, and then they get presented with more garbage, the Chicago Bears. <laughs> so I think ultimately a win is going to come in their favor at some point. Moreover, this is Lovey Smith's revenge game. Mm, yes, yes, I love I love the Lovey Smith revenge angle. Love me some Lovey. Um, Don't we all? Yeah, except any yes. team that's ever coached him after the Chicago Bears. Yeah, I mean, I would say it should be a good one, but I think we all know it's not going to be a good one. Um, in fact, it's going to be so unbelievably difficult to watch that. Well, as we said earlier, <laughs> your eyeballs might not make it. Um, moving on to the Chiefs at the Colts. Frumking, what is wrong with the Indianapolis Colts? What is wrong with this team? What is wrong with, with, with the roster they have constructed, which literally as recently as the end of last year was annihilating people? It's the same roster. Minus Carson Wentz. Insert Matt Ryan. Is Matt Ryan really that bad? The offensive line has just played a lot worse than it should be. That's the primary thing. I don't know why it is. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's the same starting unit. Um, But at the end of the day, I'm not going to spend any more time talking about the Colts today. Chiefs win by a bunch. Mm. I have to agree with you there. Moving on, Bills at Dolphins. Ah. I have bills all the way. Indeed, as do I. And for the record, I, I don't believe this will necessarily be a pushover game as as many Bills-Dolphins affairs have been as of late. Um, you know, I do think the Dolphins are, are, are going to put up a fight. I think ultimately that they should not expect to experience similar good fortune during the fourth quarter to that which they experienced last Sunday. Because unlike the Baltimore Ravens, my my beloved purple team, at least the Bills have both a competent running game and a serviceable pass rush. Two things that just happen to be the antidote for 28-point comebacks in the fourth quarter. You say that, but I honestly don't think the Bills are great in either of those departments. It's more just that... Uh... Not great in the pass rush? Okay. Not great in the pass rush? The Buffalo Bills? I just needed a reaction there. <laughs> The running game, for sure, is not nearly there. It's just that Josh Allen himself scrambles. But at least it is competent. Like, I watch, I watch these Ravens running backs every week, Alex. I've watched them every week ever since J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards went down in August of 2021. A one-yard gain looks difficult. It looks difficult to gain a yard. You would think that a, you would think that a gosh forbid, a five-yard run would be miraculous. If only you guys had Ty Montgomery back. 
<laughs> three times the output, man. He's the three-yard man. Three is better than one. Specifically, it's three times as good. Indeed it is. And if you had three yards on every play over four downs, that's enough for a first down. For those who do not know, um, <laughs> Alex and I have, have somewhat of an inside joke as it pertains to Ty Montgomery in that he seemingly consistently is adept at getting three yards. I don't know what it is, but that man gets his three yards just about every time they hand it off to him. No more, less. No more, no less, yeah. Yeah, no, like you won't get two or one. You'll get, you, you'll, you'll get your three, but don't count on four. Don't, don't line him, don't, don't send him into the pile on third and six because it's not going to end well for you. Indeed. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a pushover game, to say the least. The, the Dolphins are certainly better than they have been in the years past, but the Bills are the Bills. And I think that they've, this is going to be their first test at all this year. Uh, because the first two games clearly weren't. Um, but the Dolphins, I just don't think, are going to be uh, equipped to handle it, given what we saw in the first half of the Ravens game. The Buffalo mm. Bills passing offense is more efficient than what the Ravens have, I would say. Buffalo Bills passing offense? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That that one we can debate a bit, but bottom line, Bills are the better team. They should They should win handily. Yeah. Moving on, Lions and Vikings. Mm, I can already smell that kneecap soup cooking. It's actually not going to be cooking nearly as much because they're playing in Minnesota. But, uh, ah. you know, I'm sure Dan Campbell is able to bring his bulls with him. He just, he just sets up shop wherever, wherever he plays, man. You know, kneecap soup, is not, kneecap soup is not indigenous to Detroit. I mean, perhaps it started there, but, you know, it's, it's, it's transferable to just about every other city, you know? I suppose it is. You can brew it year-round. You can brew it year-round in just about every temp- temperate climate the, the country has to offer. Truly remarkable. Despite kneecap soup being the nation's favorite soup and or chowder, I think the Vikings are going to win this one because they need a bounce back. Yeah, I do too. I think, uh, I think Kirk Cousins... Has, has had to deal with a lot of memes the last couple of days and a lot of ridiculing his... For the record, many from you yourself. Well, what can I say? What can I say? I, can I say? I'm, just a, I'm just a toxic, cancerous Redditor, just like every other human who has ever walked the earth, Alex. You know, it's just I can't help it. It's, it's in my DNA. I, I must be snarky at all times. I must constantly bring others down for my own amusement and likes. Well, at least you're aware of the problem. Indeed, indeed. But anyway, yes, yes, I, I think Kirk Cousins is going to have a chip on his shoulder. I think he's going to be ultra-motivated in this game. And I also think the Lions are coming off of a very emotional Week 2 win over the illustrious Washington Commandos. Eh, I meant uh, Commanders. And uh, with that in mind, uh, the Vikings over the... Detroit Lions, their division rivals. Moving on to the Ravens at the Patriots. Interesting game. Interesting game from King. Yeah, but I think you guys take it fairly handedly. You know, I I was thinking the same thing earlier, but then the news of Lamar's apparent right elbow injury hit the tape. 
that I did not see. So do you think, is it is he limited or is he potentially not playing? He was limited in practice, although the expectation is that he will play this Sunday. So I wonder if, I wonder if there's a, I wonder if there is an expectation that he's not going to be as pass happy as he was in weeks one and two, and and that perhaps the Ravens might lean on either his legs or the legs of their, uh, well, I guess you can call them running backs. Um, it'll be interesting to see uh, what what game plan. It'll be interesting to see what game plan the purple team concocts for the for the Patriots on Sunday. Given that, in combination with the Patriots historically having a great run defense, uh, that's not a formula for success. But I would say that it doesn't sound that serious, so I would imagine Lamar will do just fine. And, yeah, um, it will be closer than I thought it was going to be, but I'd still say Ravens. Moving on to Bengals at Jets. If the Bengals lose this game, I've lost faith in humanity. I've said that... I'll, I'll die by that. Not necessarily, man. Not necessarily. I also picked the Bengals because I, like yourself, believe they're going to finally bounce back and and put it all together in Week Three. Now that they've had a few, now that they've had a few go rounds to get the chemistry down with the fresh new group, but at the same time, you know, it it, it, it might not have been enough time yet. I mean, with four new starters on that offensive line, we were talking about this the other day. I mean, you know, we could very well be in a situation where it's October before the group really starts to gel. And it's not like the Jets have a non-existent pass rush. I mean, their their defensive front can definitely get after quarterbacks. Um, so I don't know, man. I don't know if it's a surefire bet, but but I, I too, am going to go with the go with the Bengal tiger stripes in this particular affair because I think they're going to figure it out, but I would not be surprised if they struggled. Yeah, that's fine. But I just can't envision a reality that even with their struggles, that they will be worse than the Jets. Moving on to Raiders at Titans. Mm. I like the Raiders. And why do you like the Raiders? I don't even know if I like them. I just think they're better than the Titans at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I have to agree with you. I mean, something is off in Tennessee. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it is. I mean, it can't be as simple as they lost their star receiver. I, I mean, you know, maybe AJ Brown is just that transformational to that offense, but. At the same time, Tennessee's got real problems, man. I mean, they've got some deep-seated issues with their team, particularly offensively. And I don't know what the fix is. I mean, I don't know how they turn it around. I don't know what the catalyst for this team is going to be. It's not like they're waiting for all of these guys to come back from injury, you know, which we can make the case for several other teams in the league. Um just a really, really bizarre, bizarre offseason, bizarre start to the year for them. Meanwhile, the Raiders have literally been inches from victory in each of their first two contests. And I think this is the week when they finally get over the hump. I really do. I agree. I just think the Tennessee clearly has problems to deal with. And uh, 
this is not the week that they're going to write the ship. The weeks they write the ship will be all six games where they're facing the AFC South. I couldn't agree more. Moving on to the Eagles at the Commandos. <clears throat> uh, I, I meant to say Commanders. Excuse me there. The Eagles at the Commanders. Um, interesting one. Um, which one? Which uh, which team you feeling here, Mister From King? I've got to go with Eagles. Fly Eagles, fly. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's hard to not say fly Eagles, fly. I, I've got to be honest, but. You know, I kind of, I kind of like what I've seen from the Commanders these first two weeks. I'm not going to lie; I think they've been feisty. I think they've been competitive, albeit against the Jags and the Lions. And now you are facing the, uh, the, uh, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles, who might just potentially be the NFC champions. Um, so, but at the same time, it is still a division rivalry, and these games can go just about e- either direction on any given Sunday. We all know this. And uh, I don't know, man. I think the Eagles are feeling themselves, and I think Washington's hungry for for another dub. And in that regard, I, I would not be surprised at all if if the Commanders came out on top here, and I, I have picked them to do just that. The only reason I would say otherwise, besides it being a divisional game, despite the Eagles being better, also just the fact that this is Carson Wentz's first game against the Eagles since he got traded away, and mm. I think he's said juicy. Very juicy. Where is the game being played? It's played in Washington, fortunately. Ah, so he does not have to face the fans. Yes, he does not have to face the fans, but he does have to face face his former teammates, which is still psychologically (laughs) difficult. Honestly, I take it back. He might have to face the fans, given that, you know, the the Washington franchise has uh, had some difficulties getting fans to attend their games and Given that Philly and Washington are but a couple, you know, ninety-minute drive apart, it would uh, it would seem that uh, well, a bit more than ninety minutes, but under three hours, I would think that there will be plenty of uh, Eagles fans and former Carson Wentz haters who will be uh, in attendance at this particular game, and that they will make their presence known from the rafters above. That they will. Moving on, though, Jaguars and Chargers. It's a case of really good team barely losing, facing a, a weaker team. So I'm going to go with the, ja- the yes, I'm going to go with the Jaguars here. No, I'm going with the Chargers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not much to read into here. I mean, you know, I think the Jags are a great story. I think they could potentially make some noise, you know, in the uh, in the AFC South race this year. Um, not so sure if they're going to make any noise in the wild card race. Um, or the divisional race for that matter. But, you know, at the same time, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's quite encouraging, you know, what I've seen from the Jags through these first couple of weeks. Um, But, you know, they're, they're marching into a, uh, they're they're marching into a lion's den here with the chargers. And, um, you know, I, I have a hard time picking anybody but them. Totally agreed. Moving on. Rams at Cardinals. Mm, another division rivalry. Man, there are so many divisional games this weekend. It's actually pretty astonishing. Yeah, there definitely are quite a few divisional games. And we discussed this at week one, but it's good that the league balances it out. At the same time, though, considering that teams play six of their 17 games, 
against divisional teams, it makes sense that there are definitely going to be a good mix of them no matter what. Sure. But definitely. It, 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 but the fact, obviously, Week 18 is all divisional games, so it makes it a little different. So either way, good for the schedule makers that the way the schedule went out for this week. I'm taking Rams. I don't feel very confident in them, given the showings of their first two weeks, but I just have to think that they're better than the Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the Rams match up well with the Cardinals. Um, I think they always have. Um, Aaron Donald has given Kyler Murray fits over the course of their careers. Um, It's uh, the one thing that could the one thing that could derail them is if Matt Stafford continues his turnover happy start to the season. Remember the article I told you about? Remember that article I told you about about recommendations? It just said, Matt Stafford, stop turning over the ball. Like, (laughs) congratulations. You are so insightful, whoever wrote this. But honestly, like, they're not far off. I mean, they they would be a totally different team through these first two weeks if he had turned it over half as much as he has. I think he's literally turned it over three times in both games. Five total interceptions. So... Almost five total. Okay, so so three and two. I was close. I was close. I mean, you, you know, I mean, it's just hard to watch sometimes because you know the, the team is just so talented, and and Stafford, I think, is also very very talented. But I mean, he just he gets to be so loosey goosey, and he can just suddenly not care where the ball ends up, and, and and it's and obviously he cares, but like you would never know that by some of the throws he makes. And it's really got it's gotta be really frustrating if you're a Rams fan, you know, for for all seven of you out there. It's gotta be quite frustrating for you, you know, watching watching Matt Stafford, you know, just throw interception after interception. I'm sorry, that was mean. I know there are more than seven of you, but you know, for all nine of you, it must just be that much, you know, that much more frustrating and difficult in order to watch uh because of his turnover. Because of his turnover happy ways. Um but uh at the same time, Cardinals are, are still figuring themselves out. I think they were pretty lucky, to be honest, to get back into that game against the Raiders in Week 2. And uh, I think the Rams take care of business here. Yeah, I don't think the magic suddenly rolls over from the end of that game to this one. Rams win. Moving on, Falcons and Seahawks. I think the Falcons. I think they played feisty, and I think that this is a good opponent to finally get their first win on. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. Um, you know, I ultimately went with the Seahawks simply because I think that home field advantage is more powerful than people think. Um, it is a very powerful home field advantage, I shall admit. It's also particularly powerful for East Coast teams, um, you know, or, or, or rather for the Seahawks when they are playing East Coast teams, um, simply because, you know, you've got – You've got your sleep schedules that are probably still a bit off. Um, you know, it's a, it's a different feeling in the atmosphere. Um, it's a bit chillier up in the Northwest coming from the humid late summer, early fall of Atlanta. I would know I lived there for almost three years straight out of college. Weird flex. Yes, yes, indeed, because everyone has to drop the flex that, that, that they once lived in Atlanta. That is a requirement. Um but uh, yeah, just uh, I don't know. I-, I like the setup for Seattle. They just got their butts whooped, and now they've got a uh, East Coast opponent unaccustomed to that climate 
that and which plays in a dome for the record coming into their house in order to uh, have a little showdown. And uh, yeah, I've got to go with the Seahawks here. Fair enough. Hackers and Buccaneers. I took the Buccaneers. Um, I don't know. I'm not regretting this pick because I think the Buccaneers match up well, particularly with run defense, because that's really all the Packers have on offense right now. But I just know that Aaron Rodgers is going to try his best to prove me wrong. Mm. Yeah, this was America's game of the week. And uh, (laughs) I sadly do not think it's going to live up to that hype. Um, I I think the Buccaneers, for all of their woes on the offensive line, are are going to handle the Packers here. Um, I I don't think this game is nearly as, as close in reality as it might appear to be on paper. They get to be at home. The Packers have to come to them. Um, historically, the Bucks have matched up very well against the Packers. And I'm not sure how much Aaron Rodgers and company are going to be able to do about that. Much less, I'm not sure how much Aaron's going to trust his young receivers against that vaunted Tampa defense. Um, I could see him very well locking in on Alan Lazard and Sammy Watkins and refusing to spread the ball around to some of his younger guys who he might have to. And, you know, it is under that premise for which I select the Buccaneers in this game to win comfortably, not handily, but comfortably by a nice seven to 10 point margin. Moving on to the 49ers at the Broncos. Well, this game just got more interesting now that Jimmy G is the quarterback, wouldn't you say, Mr. Frumking? I would have said that the 49ers would win this game even if Trey really? was QB. Yeah. And, I, yeah, I agree that Jimmy G coming in makes it even better for this matchup. But I just don't have faith in the Broncos after these first two weeks of the league. Yeah. For them, I definitely want to see it before I say anything else. And believe yeah, them. yeah, the the Broncos have been disappointing, and in particular, Nathaniel Hackett has been very disappointing. Um, you always know a coach is struggling when they routinely burn through their timeouts really quickly. Um, we might have touched on that the last time we spoke on, on the on the uh, recap episode, but I mean, he just looks in over his head, man. I mean, he looks in over his head, and it is not getting better. Hopefully it gets somewhat better over the course of the season, because if not, I fear for his, uh, I fear for his uh, future prospects with that team. Um, but at the same time, like Russell and company, Russ needs to figure it out in the red zone. I mean, he has struggled inside the 20, um, and uh, that's not the Russell we all know and love. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's got to figure that out. For sure. Moving on, though, to the last game on the slate, Cowboys at Giants. Another divisional game. And it's interesting that this isn't America's game of the week, considering the Cowboys are America's team. But, yeah, who do you think wins this one? I mean, Cowboys at Giants has always been an interesting one. It's almost like no team owns the rivalry, you know? Like, like there are some divisional matchups where one side consistently seems to have the other's number. Um, That hasn't been the case with the Cowboys and the Giants. It's almost as if they have this 
not just a mutual respect, but 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 whereby the 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 two clubs know each other so well and they know their schemes so well that like every time they face they face one another, it's fairly low scoring. Um, it's usually very back and forth. One side almost never runs away with it. Um, so you know, I've I, I, as difficult as this is for me, I'm going to go with the Giants. I'm going to go with the Giants to improve to three and zero. Because I think they've, I think they've got a spark to them this year. I think they're confident. I think they believe in their new coach, and that they believe more in their young quarterback under their new head coach, and that the, and that the team has really rallied around Saquon and 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 you know all of the squad. So I I, I got to give it to the Giants. I I think the Cowboys under Cooper Rush are due for a pullback, and I think the Giants are really feeling themselves. I. I'm I'm going to give them the win. I could be wrong. I could absolutely be wrong about this, but but I could very well see the Giants improving to three and zero on the season, and what a story that would be. I can definitely see that happening, but my body and my soul cannot fathom a reality where the Giants. What do you are have against the Giants? Which is why I'm. What do you have against the Giants? I just. I don't have anything in particular against the Giants. They're just not very good historically. Not historically, but over the past five years, they're just not very good. So I just can't see them being 3-0. It just feels wrong. But I don't I, – I think the matchup makes sense for why they can't – So what you're saying is since the boat photograph, the Giants have not been good? Yes. I am in fact saying – Amazing. Who would have thunk it? They have not been good since the OBJ one-handed catch. Funnily enough, against mm, the Cowboys. Funnily enough, funnily enough, it is amazing how those division rivalries work, isn't it? It really is. Uh, but yeah, I just think the Cowboys showed enough um, in this past game that I feel good that their defense will pressure the Giants mm. enough because they do have Micah Parsons and Javon yeah. Diggs and. Uh, their offense, I think, is going to, while not good, improve on the performance that yeah. they had. Week. Yeah, well said. And that's the week three slate. That's the week three slate, ladies and gentlemen. And with that, you know what it is time to do next. What time is it, from King? It's everybody's favorite segment. Naming the worst team left in your pocket. Indeed. Indeed. I'm so excited for this, man. I'm so excited to unveil my next crap team whose season is now doomed. Okay. I'll go first, though. This one's a lame, tame pick. It's got to be the mm. Atlanta Falcons. Uh, as much feist as they have shown, they're still probably the worst team in their division, and that division has the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> So yeah, pretty much sums it up. Um, uh, can't 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 disagree with you literally because they were the first team off my board. <laughs> so uh, I will support your logic there um, because I am legally obligated to do so. Um, I, uh, I I'm also going to take one which you have already selected yourself, and that's the New York Jets. Um, the Jets are just an- how dare how dare you disrespect? Yeah, you know, man. Sometimes, sometimes the stars just don't line up, you know, and 
The stars have not aligned for the New York Jets in 2022. They lost their quarterback. They lost their left tackle. They're in a division with Josh Allen, the improved and now vaunted Dolphins offense, and, of course, Bill Belichick, whose sole purpose in the league today seems to be just beating up on the Jets in senseless fashion. So, yeah, that's what they're going up against. That's what they have to get through. Never mind literally all of the other teams in the AFC outside of their division, who we could call playoff caliber teams. So, uh, yeah, sorry, Jets, but uh, you got dealt a bad hand as you so often do. And uh, I, I, I just don't see it. I, I don't see it in the cards for you guys. I'm sorry. Well said. I don't have anything else to add except I hope I'm wrong about the Bears losing yeah. this game. Yeah. I, 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 think you're, I think there's a very good chance you could be, man. I think there's a very good chance that you could be wrong. There is a very good chance, but I just want to let myself down easy right now rather than let my hopes up to think that the Bears could have a positive record through three Speaking games. Speaking of letting myself down easy, when I don't survive the miserable showcase tomorrow night, which is going to be Steelers versus Browns, as my last will and testament, Alex, can you make sure that all of my friends and family let me down easily into my coffin upon the conclusion of that viewing experience? I, I suppose I can. Anything for you, Ralph. Well, thank you. Thank you. You're a good friend to me. As are you. All mm. right. That's been Hit Trap. Peace out, everyone. See you guys. Enjoy the game.